Hello and welcome to Union Report. Union Report is a journalistic website dedicated to free speech and giving non-biased information to the public. Our podcast is going to have many different topics from economics to sports, popular culture, and politics brought to you every week to share some unbiased news. We hope you enjoy our first episode of the Union Report podcast. Hello, this is the Union Report Podcast. I'm Stuart Frona here for the first ever episode. For our first segment today, we're going to be talking about NFTs. Now, I'm here in the studio with three of my closest acquaintances, and none of them know what an NFT is. And so I'm going to explain it to them today to see how they react. We have Henry Frona here in the car. We have Isaac Peterson, and we have Charlie Frona. All right, let's just get started. Who here knows what an NFT is, a non-fungible token? I do. Uh, Henry, what do you think that is? What's an NFT? It's like a picture, a drawing of a monkey that is only digital, except it is worth a lot of money sometimes, I think. All right, so as you can see, that's the most detailed explanation we have, and that's not really what it is. All right, so what an NFT is, right, it's a non-fungible token. It, it's a form of cryptocurrency, essentially. It's a one-of-a-kind picture uploaded to the blockchain that can be bought with cryptocurrencies like Ethereum. What it means to be on the blockchain is that you own the rights to the image. Sure, someone else can just take a screenshot of your, of your NFT, but you own the image. You own the rights to the image. You have the original image because it's coded into the blockchain. And um, so it's worth lots of money because people say it's worth lots of money. What, what are your thoughts on this, Isaac? Uh, well... Does that make sense to you? I'm just really confused. Okay, what are you confused about? Do you know what the blockchain is? No. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to explain cryptocurrency first. So basically, right... Cryptocurrency is a decentralized monetary value that's on the internet, right? Like around somewhere around 2000, someone basically coded a cryptocurrency. There's this thing called the blockchain, which is a set of like, a really long sequence of numbers that you have, and it connects to one, like the original cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. And that is like really hard to decode because of how long it is. And once you have it, you own it. And now if you own a Bitcoin, you're worth like tens of thousands of dollars. And so it's a one-of-a-kind thing, right? And so now what people have done is instead of having, like, just a Bitcoin, you have an NFT, which is a picture that someone made. A lot of them do happen to be monkeys. A lot of them are monkeys smoking drugs. Because um, the Internet. Um, but, uh, and so you basically own the picture. So it's like, it's basically a fancy way of saying, oh, I have a Bitcoin, but I can show you what this Bitcoin looks like because it's an NFT. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Isn't it, is it kind of like how if you're a photographer and you take a photo, you own the photo, and even, and like if someone else steals it, then that's illegal, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Like, even if someone, um, you know, like, takes a picture of it, you still own the rights to the image. Yeah. All right, so what are, what are your thoughts on this? Like, opinions. Just give me your opinion okay, on... I'm just wondering something. So, you know, if you're just like a bad guy and you want to go steal those NFTs, you go steal them and then, and then you get arrested by the cops. Is that right? Well, theoretically, yes. However, okay, so NFTs are, they're hard to, like, hack 
and steal because you have to do, you know do a digital hack to steal the block code chain. But However, I'm talking about those big boys who are really. <laughs> Really good at stealing stuff. Um, yeah, I believe there was some NFTs stolen actually that were worth like thousands of dollars recently. And it's because if you are a good of hacker, yeah, you can steal uh, cryptocurrency, you can steal an NFT. That's one of the problems with um, digital currency, so you can be hacked. Okay, well, but I'm at the same time, well, at the same time, someone could just walk into your house and rob you of your cash. Is that not true? No, I got, I got some, some pretty good gox. Go, wait. Uh, do you mean a Glock 19? Uh, okay. Very cool. But anyways, so just what's your Wait, opinion what? on this? Do you think NFTs are a good idea or a bad idea? Based bad on idea. what I've told you. I'm just going to keep my pennies for now. Okay, and why do you say that, though? Well, you know, um, chicken nuggets are... Um, all right. Thank you, Isaac Peterson, for your comments. Henry Frona, what are your comments on NFTs? I don't think that they're, they're a good idea. Why? Why should our, like, wealth be founded in something that virtually doesn't even exist? Well, it's like the the U.S. economy, like the, the money. It used to be backed in gold, but now it's just backed in nothing. And so it's quickly just going to go devolve. Well, when chaos. you say quickly, the U.S. government hasn't been backed by gold since, I believe, the 60s. Well, yeah, but... Well, by quickly, I mean in the grand scheme of time. Okay, sure. Know. But if, you know, if the U.S. dollar is already backed by nothing, why not have cryptocurrency or NFTs? Well, what's the difference there? Is that this is a decentralized currency, which means governments can't control it. The Federal Reserve can't just make more. Well, that's because the Federal Reserve doesn't make the NFTs. Exactly, because it's a decentralized currency, which means that there are going to be less government things involved. And it's digital, which means it's a lot harder to trace who has money, which is, lot, which is good for, you know, privacy and security. I suppose so, but... The money is a physical object. Okay. That is given value because people say it has value. And is that really the same as a non-physical object, like a digital object? Well, at the same time, we're, you know, using credit cards. What, what's a credit card as opposed to cash? It's like, you know, we're advancing towards a cashless system very quickly, which, which I think you know, is a bad idea. Yeah, I actually, I agree with that. I mean, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here with NFTs. But, yeah, there are pros and cons to going cashless. But at the same time, you're not printing money. But at the same time, it's there's a lot of security concerns about doing this. And the government, and, like, PayPal's already, you know, shut down people from using their platform just because of, you know, political ideas, which is essentially negating their access to buying anything online. And so just the whole issue with this is actually a very big issue. But right now we're just trying to focus on the smaller aspect of NFT specifically. Okay. Well, no? What, what, is your, what do you have to say about this? Isaac. Are they going to get rid of quarters? Uh, they they might at some point. I mean, no, the U.S. government no, actually... Quarters. Well, actually, if you collect quarters, if they went out of circulation, that would be better for you because that makes them rarer. Which would make you rich. Oh, I need to do my quarter catch. Um, okay. okay. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but... Back when I was talking about the photographers, did you hear about that case where photographer 
I was trying to take pictures of wilderness monkeys. Um, no, <laughs> no, just hear me out. This, is this legit? It is legit. Okay. Like, this is an actual story. Basically, the, it set up a camera to test the intelligence of the monkeys. And the monkey went up to the camera and took a picture of itself. Okay. And the photographer posted this picture on, it's like, their, like, journal or something online. But, I think it was PETA or some animal rights activist agency came in and they said, the photographer doesn't own the photo. The monkey does because the monkey took the photo. And so then all the money made from that photo belongs to the monkey, not to the photographer. Well, to be completely honest, that is actually very... I don't generally agree with PETA, but that is a very interesting thing. The monkey did take the picture. However, it wasn't the monkey's camera. It was the photographer's camera. Well, the photographer did not consent to the monkey using his camera. Well, coming back to the idea of NFTs and the metaverse... Okay. We haven't actually gotten to the metaverse yet. That might be our next segment. But... Since the metaverse is this digital platform and, like, world where NFTs are being used in it, um, if people are using that platform to sell their NFTs and stuff, then I don't really know where I'm going with this. But, like, Um, if, if, if Facebook owns the metaverse... And they're using that, but other people are using that to sell their NFTs. Then, then you're trying to say that Facebook has partial rights to the NFTs? Yeah. Yeah, this is Facebook there is acting as a brokerage. Anytime people are selling NFTs, you're using some sort of NFT list, listing platform, and they have a brokerage fee that they pay. Okay. That's that's very common. That's that that's how you do a lot of transactions these days. You have a bro- like if you want to buy like. I mean, if you're buying a house, you generally get a broker for that. You pay the money. You're trying to buy an internet domain. So that actually makes it. But I actually do want to. So, I want to go back to this monkey thing. Yeah, so that's different from the photographer and the monkey. Because while Facebook is consenting to the selling of, of the NFTs, the photographer didn't consent to the monkey's use of the camera. All right, so I think we should honestly. Let's dedicate a little bit of time to talking about this, this monkey here. All right, so just starting off, before we actually have this bit. Who thinks the monkey owns the picture? Um, Anyone? Uh, Isaac, Charlie, Henry? No, I think, no, no, no. The, I think the monkey's bottom half owns the top half and the right corner of the picture. Uh, okay. Um, all right, let's just, I'll just start this off here. Um, I think the monkey owns the picture. So we have a photographer, right, who sets up a camera, and then the monkey takes a picture of the camera. Photographer uploads a picture, makes money. Animal rights activists claim that the monkey should own the picture. So we have to consider a lot of things here. That's what can own something? Can an animal, which is not sentient, own anything? If you buy a dog house for your dog, do you own that or just a dog? Obviously you do, because the dog did not work to have these goods. I mean, the monkey... And well, the dog didn't complete the transaction of yeah. getting the dog. And I mean, the monkey used the photographer's That's a photographer's camera. Well, yeah, because if you're going by the doghouse analogy, because the owner the person bought it for the dog. Yeah, for the dog. And the monkey like took a, the picture. Okay, but the photographer didn't consent to the monkey taking the picture. 
so the dog went to buy a doghouse without its owner consent. Okay, no, all right, what if right. the dog does own the doghouse because someone can yeah. give another person a gift? But a dog isn't a person. Well, True, and the dog the under the family kind of acts as a, a child, and the owner is a parent. And so even if the parent gives a child something, the parent still owns Okay, well, let's talk about this. Um, should animals be able to own property if they are not sentient and do not have the ability to think? I think yeah. they should. I think they should. Because animals, they need their habitats. Yeah. And there are some places that, well, all this already is. Where but why should we place things that are not self-aware above our own needs? Say eventually, okay, say in the future, right, Earth is dealing with heavy overpopulation, and you have some rainforest in Central America. If we cleared that, we could put a bunch of housing there, or we could let the animals stay there. Are we going to place the animals' needs above our own as a civilization when we are self-aware? Well, yes, ma'am. Well, we, we share the Earth with these animals, and while they do arguably... They are the lives of animals are arguably worth less than the lives of humans. We can't just go killing a bunch of semi innocent animals just for No what Okay, so basically so now you're agreeing that the monkey should own the picture then. I guess he took it. No. Well humans and animals should be able to live in conjunction with each other. But humans are. If the animals power. should be able to own property, then should the monkey not be able to own the picture that he took? I do think the monkey should own the picture. Because. Um. I'm trying to think of an, an analogy for this. We don't need an analogy. Okay, um, whatever. What? But the monkey. The photographer set up the camera trying to get the monkey to take a picture of itself. And so. Well, well it, it was it classified as scientific research? It was. Well, in that case, this is a research, and the principles are totally different there. They're trying to see if a monkey is intelligent enough to be able to take a picture of itself. But there was this thing run with monkeys a while back where they gave monkeys money, right? They started training them to use money. And then they started essentially doing gambling and other illicit activities with this money very quickly, showing that monkeys are actually capable of using a monetary system if taught how to do so. So, this begs the question, how smart are monkeys? I think Why monkeys are, are very monkeys smart. so dumb? Well, they're not. They're been, one of the most intelligent creatures on the planet besides us. It's been shown they're in like, nature. Do this weird dance. <laughs> several animals. Charlie does weird dances sometimes, too. But oh. Several animals are yeah, quite intelligent. Like, we've seen dogs make fun of each other. I saw this video on TikTok about... <laughs> there's a dog. It was like a corgi or something. He was, you know, how corgis have really small legs, so they, like, scoot around with their belly on the floor? Yeah. I saw another dog, like, imitating that to the corgi, making fun of it. Okay, that's that's very cool, Henry. But just to wrap things up on this segment, so who, after this segment, supports the idea of NFTs? You know... Anyone? Yes or no? This is simply yes or no. Yes, I do. Henry Frona supports NFTs. Stuart Frona is undecided. Isaac, NFTs, yes or no? Literally, it's 15 minutes! Yes or no? I don't even know what... All right, Charlie, NFTs Charlie, NFTs, yes or no? What are uh, NFTs, even? I mean, I like yes monkeys or no. and all, except, like, like what's the matter? All right, so an overwhelming consensus is that NFTs are stupid and are going to lead to negative side effects. Thank you for listening to this segment from Union Report.
Rona here with the Union Report Podcast. And on this segment, we're going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers. I'm here with Henry Frona, Isaac Peterson, and Charlie Frona once again. Let's start off with Isaac, who is possibly the most knowledgeable one here about sports. Isaac, what's your opinion on the Packers season so far? Okay, so, you know, like, Aaron Rodgers, pretty good, probably going to get the MVP, but, you know, like, I don't know. He's just, like, average this year. I mean, some years he's up. Some years he's down, I don't know, a lot of touchdowns, broke some records, but, like, you know, he's pretty good. I don't know. Well, is he, is he good or average? You said he was both good and average in the I same mean, sentence. What's he's your... doing really well this year, but for Aaron Rodgers, um, he's a little less than excellent. Well, at the same time, he hasn't won a Super Bowl since 2011 versus the Steelers. Yeah, this looks like a pretty good chance to get into the Super Bowl this year. I mean playing today against the Lions, already clinched the number one seed. I mean, I don't know. You know, like, Devontae Adams, he's just a, he's just a good guy. And uh, who do you think, we're, if the Packers do make it to the Super Bowl, who do you think is going to be in the AFC? Who do you think is going to be playing? You know, um, I don't know. It's looking like, I don't remember who's in first right now, but I, I'm going with the Patriots. Uh, Henry, why don't you pull that I'm up? Who's uh, number one in the AFC, Henry? No, pull that up. I, I just what got some trust in the Patriots. Without Tom Brady, I know it, but, like, I don't know. They've been, they've been playing pretty good this year. And my friends, is uh, Tom Brady still with the Buccaneers? Yeah, Tom Brady's with the Buccaneers. And how are they um, doing? Number one in the you know, AFC I don't know Bills. The, the Bills are number one in the AFC? The Bills. You know, That's the AFC East. Uh, make sure you just double check. Uh, you well, know, um, Tom Brady's with the Bucks. Um, uh, the the Bucks? You mean the Buccaneers? Yeah, the Buccaneers. Okay. I mean, that's kind of the nickname. But you know, um, I don't know. The Buccaneers, they're doing good, but Tom Brady can't do everything. I mean, he doesn't have the players he needs. Like Aaron Rodgers has all those people. Like um. You know, like um, Aaron Jones. It looks Devontae like the uh, the Chiefs are in first for the AFC. Is looking yeah, like. Yeah, I mean Chiefs. Um, I, I don't know. Patrick pass, pass Mahomes. I mean. Patriots dude, are he close looks though. Like they're a college team. student. Patrick Mahomes did quite good. Didn't the Chiefs win a Super Bowl a couple years back? Yeah, they were. They won two years ago, and and they played the. The Bucks last year, no Buccaneers. And uh, who won last year? The Buccaneers did, but you know Tom, was Tom Brady, Brady last year on the Buccaneers. Yeah, but Tom Brady doesn't have it in him again. I mean, Are you sure? how many Super Bowls has Tom Brady won? I don't even know. I uh, Henry, like pull it up, please. But you know, Tom Brady Tom Super Bowl. Tom Brady needs to retire. I mean, how many? Yeah. That kid's pretty old. He is getting pretty old, but he keeps on winning despite that fact. Do you think if the Patriots didn't make it to the Super Bowl, do you think Aaron Rodgers has what it takes to take down Tom Brady? And uh, Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl wins. We pulled that up. Uh, yeah, you know, um, Tom Brady doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. Yeah, so sorry. If the if we ended up facing the Buccaneers, do you think that uh, Tom Brady? Yeah, uh, we would face them in the Super Bowl, but, yeah, we might play them in the championship. Uh, yeah, I apologize for that. Yeah, um, yeah so, um, wow, I've talked for three minutes and 30 and um, what's your opinion on some of the newer recruits to Packers, like our uh, number two uh, yeah, quarterback? I mean, um, Johnny Love and Rizal Douglas. I mean, they're just pretty good. Well, uh, I just do you think love they have them. You know, I just like that, like, 
our, our, our new quarterback after like. Do you think know, that okay. Jordan Love could replace Aaron Rodgers no, next year Aaron and succeed? Aaron Rodgers, you know how he's all, he's all like, garbage in the beginning, like blah, 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 I'm not going to pay for the stupid Packers, but like, I think he'll stay a couple of years. Well, didn't he just say he wanted to play one last season and then he's leaving, or do you think he will stay for he'll that stay season? stay a couple of years. He got it in him. But, you know, Jordan Love, he'll probably stay a while, too. I mean, they got that third string. Um, I don't Ben Kurt. I mean, he's gone next year. Um, I like him though. He got like long hair, pretty cool. But you know, love. I just like his name. It's like it's just like Jordy Love. I know it's just cool. But you know, Aaron Rodgers is just like MVP. MVP. All right, you think he's gonna be the MVP? Uh, what else do you have to say about the NFL this year? Um, NFL, you know, those refs, I don't know. I believe the refs hasn't been good this season, okay? Refs a little iffy. And uh, what's your opinion on, in recent years, NFL's political stances, such as with players kneeling and giving Colin Kaepernick, you know, jobs in places that have that racism? Um, what's your opinion on Colin Kaepernick and his anti-racist approach to the NFL? Oh, you know, um, I, I, I just know about the Packers. <laughs> All right, I guess uh, Isaac Peterson's just a more uh, Packers expert than the NFL in general. And um, you have anything to say about uh, basketball this year? Basketball? Yeah, you watch a lot of the Bucks. Buccaneers. All right, and that concludes our sports segment for this week. And thanks for tuning in, and have a great night. Hi, this is Stuart Frona with the Union Report podcast, and on this segment, we're talking politics. With me, I have Isaac Peterson, and we're going to be talking about everything from Joe Biden to the 2024 election and how that's going to look. All right, Isaac, why don't you get us started? Uh, what's your thoughts on the President of the United States, Joseph Biden? Um, so... This is a tough one, but you know, Sleepy Joe's a big Joe. I mean, so okay. you're calling him Sleepy Joe. So I'm gonna take it that you do not like him and think he's doing a poor job. Yes. And what what do you not like about Biden? What has he done? Um, Sleepy Joe is just like a big Joe. I mean, so you know, Joe Biden is just a president. Yeah, but he's a president. And what has he done that you don't like to make you call him Sleepy Joe? Joe Biden. He just gives money to people. Who I is mean, he giving money he's to? He's just spending all this money. What does he spend money on? Stimulus bills. Um, have any stimulus bills gone into effect since Joseph has been in office? I am pretty sure they have, and a lot of bills. For, oh, let's check this. Like he um just passed the infrastructure bill. Oh, so they actually did end up passing the infrastructure bill. I think they changed it to be a little bit more reasonable, but I think there's still some iffy stuff in it that has nothing to do. Oh, right. Uh, Biden did. I forgot about that. That was a while ago. Um, Biden did his uh, $1.9 trillion yes. bill on stimulus. And so Biden you, is halfway through his term already, and if and you so really think about it, he hasn't done much. Well, but you just said that he has done stuff because well, he's much implemented this. Helpful. What do you not like about the infrastructure bill? Isn't infrastructure good for the country? 
there's a very the U.S. is in very big debt. Yeah, we have. Here, let's pull up the debt clock right now. Which could start a third war. Who would that? Who would we start a war with? Most of our debt China? is actually to the Federal Reserve. No, it's to China. Well, a lot of it is to the Federal Reserve. Our current national debt is at $29 trillion. So you are right. We do have a very high debt. And you're blaming that on Biden? But the debt's been, like, this high for years now. Like, I've been checking this debt clock here. um, But it's been rising. If you look at the data, it's been rising so Well, that's true because we had, you know, the national pandemic, COVID, and we had to spend a lot of money on that because people lost a lot of jobs. But if you actually look at what it's getting spent on, it's... Pretty ridiculous. Um, are you like referring to sending money to Israel and stuff? Because we sent a lot of money there, both under Trump and Biden. Although Trump was obviously more supportive of Israel, we sent a lot of money there. We spend a lot of money on NATO, which other countries don't fund as much because the U.S. does a much larger portion. So you are right. We do spend a lot of money. We are in a lot of debt. Um, but you know, yeah. Um, and inflation is also rising, but. That, you know, it's just due to debt catching up. It's due to the pandemic. Like, Biden, you know, stepped in at an interesting time where it was about the middle of the pandemic. And so, obviously, spending was going to go up. It probably would have gone up all under Trump. It just happened to be under Biden because he came in office. Although, Biden has been wanting to spend a lot of money. And let's check the infrastructure bill real quick. Because I know originally they wanted, what, like, $3 trillion for that? I'm not sure. Um, so it looks like it's right now about at 1.2 trillion, but you know, they were spending money on a lot of stuff like, you know, highways and bridges and stuff that needed to be redone and fixed. You know, I'm not that mistaken, good... um, Joe Biden has like spent a ton of money on bills that are like counting fish. Um, do you have a source for that or anything? No, early counting 2020. Fish. I mean, is this like, uh, due to ocean temperatures rising and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, but aren't those good efforts? Because we want to see how things are impacting aquatic life because ecosystems are important. Fishing industries are important. You know, that's a lot of food for a lot I of mean, countries. I mean, if you think about healthy. it, it's for counting fish. Yeah, it sounds dumb when you put it like that. But if you're saying you're trying to count fish numbers so that you know how much are in the ocean, how much are dying off due to toxins that can be in the water because then you want to know how much you can fish because you when you're going fishing when you're doing any sort of farming like that you need to leave enough to reproduce so that you have enough for the next time you go out so i mean if the you u.s at, doesn't have money to spend on that right now that is I, I i can agree with you on that one the u.s does not have the money to be doing all these things like because we send so much money overseas and whatnot we're not spending a lot on here like our our Medicaid debt. Let me see if I can uh, pull that up. It's somewhere in here. Um, we have eighty three million Medicaid recipients. Sixty two million are enrolled. Our Social Security liabilities are at twenty one trillion dollars. Like, it you know the main debt isn't even how much we actually owe. We owe debt to a lot of things that we'll probably never even pay back. So you know that's interesting as well. But uh, and so, but you think Biden is to blame for a lot of this? I do. Uh, like gas prices rising. Like um, he stopped one of the major pipelines from going early on in his presidency, right? And I mean yep. that honestly definitely. When would... Donald Trump was the president, gas was like one dollar and like two cents at most places. Uh During COVID. It was pretty low. Well, yeah. Initially, during the pandemic, lots of people weren't driving, so gas prices had to be lower in order for people to. There was gas for eighty nine cents a gallon somewhere, at one gas station I saw. 
Interesting. But um, at the same time... And now it's 3.30, well, 40. But does Biden completely control that? Sure, he may have influenced it with some things like his opinion on pipelines. But at the same time, inflation's just been a thing because it's been a thing for a very long time. Um, we noticed that, especially in the housing crisis of 2008. But um, so that's led to it. And then also, um, well, more people started driving once uh, restrictions started lifting, which means that gas prices were going to go. Like, you know, it's basic economics. You know, when the demand for something yeah. increases, the supply is going to increase. But even when, before COVID, the gas was pretty cheap. At, that's like, true. It $2. is much higher than it was before COVID. And that, you know, maybe due to Biden, but I mean, the only thing you can really say that Biden's done to gas is like closing some pipelines. And I believe he has talked about possibly doing another one, but I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen or not. If that did happen, I would expect to see gas prices go up. I will agree with you on that one. Uh, but what else has Biden done besides his spending, which is honestly lower compared to what a lot of House and Senate Democrats want? Like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, Jane Bernie Sanders, you know, wanted the Green New Deal. And um, that would have been very expensive. Um, and so Biden isn't even as high of a spender as a lot of people. In fact, the thing about U.S. spending, right, is if Congress doesn't spend the amount of money that they're allowed to spend in their budget, they lose that in next year's budget. They're incentivized to overspend on nothing just so that they can get the same money next year. Which is really a ridiculous and poorly run system because we should be trying to lower the budget. Like, Congress, every single year, spends more than is in the budget instead of spending less. The U.S. federal budget deficit is, um, let me just count this, let's see, it's million, two trillion is our budget deficit for officially. And that's ridiculous because we should be trying to go under budget so that we're not increasing our debt. But Congress doesn't really seem to understand that eventually... The, something's going to happen with the debt. Like, it cannot just go on infinitely. Something's going to collapse. I can't predict where or when or why that would happen, but you cannot just continuously increase a debt infinitely. And so, you know, it's partially Joe Biden, but it's also Congress. Because, you know, the thing about Joe Biden is he doesn't write laws. Congress writes laws. Joe Biden just signs them. And sure, he can veto them. And sure, he has influence among the Democratic Party who hold the majority in both the House and the Senate right now. Um, but at the end of the day, it's Congress that's spending most of those, yeah. spending most of the yeah. money. I think we talked a lot about Joe Biden. Now let's talk about the 2024 election and what that looks like. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about 2024, mostly because people are thinking that Trump might run again. And what, what's your opinion on Trump running in 2024? Like, do you think it'll happen, and then we can get your opinion on whether it should? Um, I think Trump will definitely be in the primaries. So you think he's going to run? And that, Has Trump officially announced that he's going to run? I don't believe so. All right. Uh, I mean, me personally, I wasn't exactly a huge Trump fan, and I think, I think with what happened on January 6th, a lot of Republicans who would have voted for Trump now will not. So I don't think he'll win the primary. I agree with you on that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I do think that he very well might run, even though he was impeached twice, you know, by the U.S. government. Um, Trump seems like the kind of person who's not going to give up. But uh, who else do you think we're going to see in there? Um, it's hard to predict, but um, we might see somewhat of the same primary as we saw um, in 2020. Do you think that we will see AOC make a bid for the presidency? 
I believe she'll be of age. Um, let's, let's check that. Um. Yeah, she's actually. Mm, birthday is October, and it's. <coughs> um, hold on, let me do some some quick math here. Um. So in twenty twenty two, she'll be thirty three. Thirty four and twenty twenty three. She will be thirty five about a month before the final election in twenty twenty four. So she. I don't know. That's cutting it pretty close, so I don't know if she'd be able to do it. But um, she could possibly... Do you think we will see AOC run for president? I don't think so, but if she does, I don't think she's winning. Yeah, she holds a pretty uh, minority part of the Democratic Party. She and Bernie Sanders are... Yeah, Bernie Sanders, I'm sure we'll see him again. Yeah, Um. what do you think? Hillary Clinton, do you think she'll run again? She's talked about that. She gave her a victory speech. I don't think speech. so. You don't? No. Yeah, I guess at this point, you know, she's kind of old news, but I, I can see her running and dropping out fairly I mean, quickly. Yeah. I can see her <coughs> joining, but I don't think it's going to go that far. Elizabeth Warren and Gretchen Whitmer could possibly be running. Um, who is the... Sorry, um, let's move on to Republicans while I try to look something. Who do you think will run for Republicans? Yeah, um... Not really sure. Um, the governor of Florida. Oh wow, his name just. Um. Yeah, I can't. Ron DeSantis. Yeah, DeSantis. Yeah, I think he he honestly I would he, say has one of the best chances of winning yeah. the Republican Party in twenty twenty four, just because he's done a pretty good job handling COVID. Although he's gotten a lot of flake from Democrats for it, but he his economy is doing pretty well. People like his policies. He essentially has, like, the same views as Trump, except he's a bit more polite. Yes. Um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. That's what I was thinking of. So, Tulsi Gabbard, do you know who that is? I don't. She ran in 2020, but she's a Democrat. Um, I can't remember. She's, uh, she was in the House of Representatives. Um... She was also a United States Army Reserve officer, and um, basically, she uh, she is a Democrat, but she holds a lot of very nuanced views. Like, she'll support some Republican things. She believes in kind of working together and doing what's right more than just aligning herself with the party. And she lost in 2020. She did not even get to the primaries. But do you think we'll see her run, and do you think she'll get a lot of votes? Because a lot of Republicans, you know, just won't vote for a Democrat. And a lot of Democrats don't like her because she's too Republican for their views. Yeah, I think it's going to be a small majority that will vote for her. So you think she will run? I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have great respect for her. Um, and if she did run, I, you know, I probably wouldn't vote for her because I'd vote for a libertarian. But she is pretty good, you know. Um, let's see. Uh, we could see Ted Cruz run again. He's a pretty prominent face in the Republican Party. Uh, he gets a lot of hate, though, from a lot of people. So, I don't know. I mean, if we wanted... I doubt we'll see any voting for the opposite party. But if we did, Ted Cruz probably would not get those votes. And frankly, neither would DeSantis. Because um, they're just... You know, they're not far... Like, if you honestly... If you look at a graph of how far left and right the Democratic Party and Republican Party have moved since 1994... 
uh, the Republican Party has not moved that far to the right, whereas the Democrats have moved to the left. And I know a lot of people will disagree with that, but if you just look, you know, at the actual statistics and graphs, it's fairly true. But, you know, a lot, Ron DeSantis and Ted Cruz are seen as far right, which means that they have lower chances. Another U.S. representative from Texas, like Cruz, is Daniel Crenshaw, who was a former Marine. He's pretty cool. I've seen him. Um, he lost his eye, I believe, in service to the country. And I think I could see him running. He would be a pretty good choice. A lot of people like him. I think he could get a lot of votes, especially since he's Marine. People like those who have served our country. Another person from Texas could be Greg Abbott, the governor. You know, Texas, one of the best Republican states in the country. is He's doing pretty well for himself. And I think we could see him as well. Uh, what do you think on that? Yeah, what do you think about um this twenty twenty four election? Um, I mean, yeah. Um, about um, the swing states like um, Nevada and Virginia. We saw some swing states. Um, we saw the results of them in twenty twenty, and they're kind of surprising. So, what do you think? You think it will be similar to twenty twenty? I think that that it really depends on who is who has the Republican primary, because like with Trump, right, Trump was a very divisive figure. So getting votes in some states was a lot harder for him. I with how divided the country has become, like if we hadn't seen Trump run in 2016 or 24 or 20, sorry, um, seeing how people would react to a Republican president who's more polite and acts more like, you know, president's stereotypically supposed to, I think that would be interesting to see. So I think it really depends on who runs and how really just divided we are with a more normal candidate for the Republican Party. Yeah, so we saw that Wisconsin went blue last election. Yeah, just um, barely, if I recall. What do you think about this next election? Well, um, we are native Wisconsinites ourselves, and I know a lot of people are Democrats and a lot of people are Republicans. It's about 50-50. And again, the thing with Trump was that even a lot of Republicans didn't like Trump, and Democrats absolutely would not vote for Trump, whereas, you know, if you had a different candidate, some Democrats might vote Republican. It depends on who's running for both parties, really. The thing is, is that we haven't really had a good Republican candidate in a very long time. I mean, the last Republican we had before Trump was Bush, and Bush started, you know, the 19-year-long war against yeah. terror. I'm thinking and if we get a good wasted- candidate for a Republican, um, Wisconsin's going to go red. Yeah, and what's your opinion on third-party turnout in the 2024 election? As you know, the Libertarian Party, which is probably the uh, third biggest party in the country, got 1% of the vote, which is a lot more than it's been getting in previous years. Um, After the presidential debate, um, Joe Jorgensen's website literally like crashed because of how many people visited it because they didn't want to go with one of the more mainstream options. So what do you think we'll see for Libertarian and other third-party turnouts? I'm not really sure. Um, I don't think, I don't know. I wouldn't vote for Libertarians because of the fact that I agree with their views, but if we all vote, if just people vote for Libertarians, all the Democrats will just vote for Democrat, and then we'll have nobody to vote for Republicans, and Democrat will most likely win for at least 10 years or more until we can build up. And yeah. honestly, I 
agree with your outcome there that Democrats will probably win for a while because Democrats don't really like lib- – well, Republicans are not huge fans of libertarians depending on how far Republican they are. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, Democrats generally do not believe in libertarian views of leaving people alone. They want to do a lot of spending and stuff like that, whereas libertarians are against spending. I myself am a libertarian. And I do agree that it's going to cost a lot of elections if people started voting libertarian. However, I think that a couple, like a decade of Democrats is honestly worth that in the long run, just because I, I'm trying to look more long term here. But at the same time, if we got a, if we got like AOC in the presidency because Republicans were voting more libertarian or third party, because a lot of Republicans are only Republicans because they don't see any other options because libertarians are not viewed as likely to win. So if the Democrats like AOC won, I, the country could become unfixable if like we went into too much debt, we did a lot of stupid things. So you honestly really do have to think about that. And I think that's all we have time for today. But um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And Isaac, thanks for being on the podcast. And I hope you guys have a great day. Final segment of the day, and today we're going to be talking about Marvel movies, specifically Spider-Man No Way Home, so if you haven't seen that, make sure to watch out for spoilers. Alright, so, for anyone who's seen Spider-Man, Isaac, you don't care about spoilers, right? I'm assuming you will not see this movie for a number of years. Spoilers? Alright, so, in Spider-Man No Way Home, as many of you know, both Tobey Maguire's and um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man's appeared for about the last 30 minutes of the film. Yeah. Opening the door to the multiverse in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and just really appeasing the fans from the last 20 years of Spider-Man. Yeah, right. I honestly think that was very well executed. They gave the fans exactly what they wanted without just, you know, complete fan service. It was fan service, but it was done well, which was good. Now, recently, a lot of people have been saying, you know, how great um, Andrew Garfield's performance was and how great the Amazing Spider-Man movies are and how they want more. Henry, what's your opinion on the Amazing Spider-Man movies, just as they were before No Way Home? Well, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 1, it was it was certainly a new start. And it wasn't executed as well as it could have been, but it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Just the motivations of Spider-Man that were a little iffy. And but, can you remind us what those were and what some defects of the plot may have been? Well... The entire reason he became Spider-Man is to get revenge for the death of his Uncle Ben, which just kind of goes against the character of Spider-Man. But at the same time, in the 2002 movie, did Spider-Man not directly lead to the death of his of his Uncle Ben's apparent murderer, and then he became Spider-Man after that? Well, yeah, he did, but he, him becoming Spider-Man was a sign of the change he wanted to make. While in The Amazing Spider-Man... The reason he became Spider-Man is to hunt down the killer. And But is that him. not a realistic thing? And is it not a new start instead of just copying the original movie? It is realistic, but Spider-Man is supposed to be the sign of, of hope and justice. Yeah, hope and justice. And... This is that wasn't like good justice. Uh, what are some other critiques of the Amazing Spider-Man one? Amazing Spider-Man one. Um. Well, I often hear the basketball scene critiqued a lot, where 
he he uses powers simply to humiliate Flash Thompson. And honestly, I feel like in the Amazing Spider-Man, Flash wasn't really that mean of a guy. Like you see in one of the opening scenes, he was dangling uh, well another kid upside down and forcing his. Uh, face into a plate of food. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's just some good thought. Well, no, but I honestly support that. I wouldn't have that good. The Amazing Spider-Man 1, in my opinion, was not that bad. However, yeah. I think people are over-romanticizing it just because they've seen Andrew Garfield again. And I there's agree. nostalgia. I fully agree. And then there's The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which, as all of you know, was a flaming mess. It was. It was just... Harry Osborn's entire character was very poorly done. They could have done something good with that. Instead, he needed Spider-Man's blood, and somehow, because Peter Parker depicts Spider-Man, knew that he must know him. And then there was the whole thing with his dad and the train car, and it was just... Also, just, why why didn't Peter give him the blood? Would it have been that hard, really? Why uh, didn't he just help his friend? Yeah, that that's a very interesting thing. Uh, maybe he didn't want him... Yeah, yeah, but honestly, it just really doesn't make any sense. And the movie was just bad. Electro was bad. Why Why did Electro heal six teeth? Why was he blue? And just, well, no, no. His appearance was based off of the Ultimate Comics, where he did look like that. Okay. So uh, it was a enough. comic accurate look but, um, like that, the original comic. By the way, all of you... Comic books. That's very cool, Isaac. Thanks for sharing. Um, we all know that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was bad. However, in recent days, people have been saying how great it was. And at the same time, these fans got so mad when these movies released. And, you know, the movies didn't actually do terrible, but they did bad for Spider-Man movies. And fans, like, they bullied the actors. They were just very vocal about their complaints. And now they're being like, oh, my gosh, it was so amazing. And honestly, I support making an Amazing Spider-Man 3, but not because I think the Amazing Spider-Man movies were good. It's because I think Andrew Garfield is good. I agree, I agree. He was a good Spider-Man, but the script he was given was pretty bad. Yeah. So, if they did a new Amazing Spider-Man movie with a new script that was well-written and well-done, I think it could work. It could work, yeah. And I think people would go and see that. But the reasoning a lot of people have for it is just bad, in my opinion. I agree, I agree. But, the thing is, Sony is going back and making plans for all these movies that they wanted to make earlier that caused the downfall of the Amazing Spider-Man franchise. And are you sure that now they think everything will just magically be better because... just I don't know. Uh, What do you mean by that? Well, you know, like, they want to restart that Sinister Six franchise. They want to... Supposedly. These are all leaks. But it's just... They're going back to planning all this future stuff when they're not sure how it's going to do... Well, Venom has done pretty well. It wasn't received yeah. well by critics, but fans have liked that. Like myself, I really enjoyed Venom and Venom yeah, too. I did, I did. Morbius, uh, it looks pretty good. It got delayed again, so we won't be able to see that for a while. Yeah. But it looks good, I think. And it really, the ideas that The Amazing Spider-Man had, except for like his dad thing, which is well, kind of weird. Was in the, that was in the comics. But yeah, it but wasn't... it was just kind of weird. Yeah. They didn't really pay it off. You kind of forgot about it, I guess. But um, the ideas they had were never really that bad. It's just they did them poorly. So if they did them well, it could work. Like, No Way Home, we all thought it was going to be Sinister Six. It was five, and they were never an official team. Doc Ock was good for most of the time anyways. And, like, yeah. if they did it, they could do it well. I would actually love to see a symbiote like Andrew Garfield and Black Cat. 
I mean, well, was... unless they're doing that in Tom Holland's movie, which it does look like they're doing. Yeah. But I feel like it honestly better suits Andrew Garfield. I really cannot see Tom Holland ever acting like Bully Maguire well, in any I, way. Doesn't, doesn't and I know that you wouldn't... do Bully Maguire again. I know, but at the same time, I just Let's can't really see Tom Holland doing that. He just looks too, I don't know, nice. I guess. Like... And also, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is already darker, and I could see him. That's true, and like that. in No Way Home, he mentioned how after Gwen's death, he kind of got darker, stopped pulling his punches. And I honestly would like to see that in a Spider-Man no, movie. But, that's not Tom Holland. But, having like two separate Spider-Man franchises going on at once, like if they just they just randomly make Amazing Spider-Man 3 while they're still making the Tom Holland ones and stuff. Uh, is that really the best marketing decision? Um, well, Tom Holland won't get another trilogy for a, a long time, I would say. I mean, not super long time, because they want yeah. Tom Holland to get too old. But it's going to be a while. Like, they, well, haven't, also, they haven't announced any Spider-Man movies. That's true. But that might just be because they didn't want to at all spoil how no way home that. But Tom Holland also has lots of things in his contract and whatnot. That's true. And Sony has a lot of ideas, it seems. But they're not really sure how to do all of them. And, and honestly, really... the thing with Sony and Marvel is, yeah, I see that. Um, they're doing multiverse stuff. It looks like, and if they yeah. do just separate multiverse, they do standalone movies within the multiverse. I think that could work, and pe- fans are gonna understand, especially with the Marvel Cinematic Universe explaining the multiverse more and more, that things are different. And as long as the yeah. Amazing Spider-Man three didn't release anywhere near another Spider-Man movie, it would do well. But uh, and as long as they don't do similar plot lines, they would have to be different. Yeah, a lot of people, but they couldn't really do the symbiote saga in both of them. Yes, yeah. that would be bad. But there is people um, talking about how maybe Venom the, three will yeah. be versus the Amazing yeah, which the I Amazing think could work. could be in the Venom universe, which could work maybe. You know, it'd be interesting to see Andrew Garfield go up against. Yeah, it would be great, and that concludes the final segment for today. Thanks for watching and tuning into this podcast, and look forward to more. Uh, we are going to try to get Joseph Saunders on a podcast at some point soon. Uh, Modesto and Wright, well-known musician, and thanks for watching. Goodbye.